0: a sermon of the misery of all mankind and of his condemnation to death everlasting by his own sin. The Holy Ghost in writing the Holy Scripture is in nothing more diligent than to pull down man's vainglory and pride, which of all vices is most universally grafted in all mankind, even from the first infection of our first father, Adam. And therefore... We read in many places of Scripture many notable lessons against this old rooted vice to teach us the most commendable virtue of humility, how to know ourselves, and to remember what we be of ourselves. In the book of Genesis, Almighty God gives us all a title and name in our great grandfather Adam which ought to warn us all to consider what we be, whereof we be, from whence we came, and whether we shall, saying thus, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat your bread, uh, till you be turned again into the ground. <clears throat> For out of it you were taken, inasmuch as you are dust, into dust you will be turned again. Here, as it were in a glass, we may learn to know ourselves to be but ground, earth, and ashes, and that to earth and ashes we will return. Also, the holy patriarch Abraham did well remember this name and title, Dust, Earth, and Ashes, appointed and assigned by God to all mankind. And therefore, he called himself by that name when he made his earnest prayer for Sodom and Gomorrah. And we read that... (coughs) Jude, Esther, Job, Jeremy, with all uh, with other holy men and women in the Old Testament did use sackcloth and to cast dust and ashes upon their heads when they were waylaid, when they be waylaid their sin, sinful living. They called and cried to God for help and mercy with such a ceremony of sackcloth, dust and ashes that thereby they might declare to the whole world what a humble and lowly estimation they had of themselves. And how well they remembered their name and title aforesaid their vile corrupt frail nature dust earth and ashes the book of wisdom also willing to pull down our proud stomachs mouths uh, moves us diligently to remember our mortal and earthly uh, generation which we have all of him that was first made and that all men, as well as kings, as subjects, come into this world and go out of the same in like sort. Uh, book of Wisdom is an apocryphal book, but sometimes you'll see them quoted uh, uh, in here. <coughs> that is, as of ourselves, full of miserable, full, miserable, as we may daily see. The, and Almighty God commanded his prophet Isaiah to make a proclamation and cry to the whole world, and Isaiah asking, what shall I cry? And the Lord answered, cry that all flesh is grass and that all the glory thereof is but as the flower of the field. When the grass is withered and the flower f- falls away, when the wind of the Lord blows upon it, the people surely is grass, the w- which is dried up and the flower fades away. And the holy man Job, having in himself great experience of the miserable and sinful estate of man, does open the same to the world in these words. Man, says he, that is born of a woman, living but a short time, is full of many many miseries. He springs up like a flower and fades again, vanishes away, as it were, a shadow, and never continues in one state. And, And does thou judge it, me, O Lord, to open Uh, thine eyes upon such a one and to bring him to judgment with you who can make him clean that is conceived of an unclean seed and all men of their evilness and natural proneness be so universally given to sin that as the scripture says God repented that ever he made man And by sin, his indignation was so much provoked against the world that he drowned all the world with Noah's flood, except Noah himself and his little household. It is not without great cause that the scripture of God does so many times call all men here in this world by this word, earth. O thou earth, 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 says Jeremy, hear the word of the Lord. This our right name, calling and title, earth, 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 pronounced by the prophet, shows what we be indeed, by whatsoever other style, title, or dignity men do call us. Thus he plainly names us, who knows best, both what we be and what we ought of right to be called. And thus he sets us forth, speaking by his faithful apostle, St. Paul, All men, Jews and Gentiles, are under sin. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands there is none that seeks after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all unprofitable. There is none that does good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues. They have used craft and deceit. The poison of serpents is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curling and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and wretchedness are in their ways and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes." And in another place St. Paul writes, "...God has wrapped all nations in unbelief, that He might have mercy on all." The Scripture shuts up all under sin, that the promise by the faith of Jesus Christ should be given unto them that believe. St. Paul in many places paints us out in our colors, calling us the children of the wrath of God when we be born, saying also that we cannot think a good thought of ourselves, much less can we say well or do well of ourselves. And the wise man says in the book of Proverbs, the just man falls seven times a day. The most tried and approved man, Job, feared all his works. St. John the Baptist being sanctified in his mother's womb and praised before he was born, being called an angel, And great before the Lord, filled even from his birth with the Holy Ghost, the preparer of the way for our Savior Christ, and commends and commended of our Savior Christ to be more than a prophet, and the greatest that ever was born of a woman, yet he plainly grants that he had need to be washed of Christ. He worthily extolled and glorified his Lord and Master Christ, and humbled himself as unworthy to unbuckle his shoes." and gives all honor and glory to God. So does St. Paul, both often and evidently confesses himself, that he was of himself, ever giving as a most faithful servant all praise to his Master and Savior. So does blessed St. John the Evangelist, in the name of himself, and of all other holy men, be they never so just, make this open confession. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we acknowledge our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Wherefore the wise man in the book called Ecclesiastes makes this true and general confession. There is not one just man upon the earth that does good and sins not. And David is ashamed of his sin, but not to confess his sin. How often and how earnestly and lament, lamentably does he desire God's great mercy for his great offense, offenses, and that God should not enter into judgment with him? And again, how well wait waiteth this holy man his sins, when he confesses that they be so many in number and so hid and hard to understand that it is in a manner un, impossible to know, utter, or number them. Wherefore, he having a true earnest and deep contemplation and consideration of his sins, and yet not coming to the bottom of them, he makes supplication to God to forgive him his privy secret hid sins, to the knowledge of which we cannot attain unto. He weigheth rightly his sins from the original root and springhead, perceiving inclinations, provocations, stirrings, stingings, buds, branches, dregs, infections, tastes, feelings, and sense of them to continue in him still. Wherefore, he says, mark and behold, I was conceived in sins. He says not sin, but in the plural number sins for as much as out of one as a fountain spring all the rest. Our Savior Christ says there is none good but God and that we can do nothing that is good without him, nor no man can come to the Father but by Him. He commands us also to say that we be unprofitable servants when we have done all that we can do. He prefers the penitent publican before the proud, holy, and glorious Pharisee. He calls himself a physician, but not to them that be whole, but to them that be sick and have need of his salve and their sore, for their sore. He teaches us in our prayers to re-acknowledge ourselves sinners and to ask righteousness and deliverance from all evils at our Heavenly Father's hand. He declares that the sins of our own hearts do defile our own selves. He teaches that an evil word or thought deserves condemnation, affirming that we shall give account of every idle word. He says he came not to save, but the sheep that were utterly lost and cast away. Therefore, few of the proud, just, learned, wise, perfect, and holy Pharisees were saved by him, because they justified themselves by their counterfeit holiness before men. Wherefore, good people, let us beware of such hypocrisy, vainglory, and justifying of ourselves. For as much as the true knowledge of ourselves is very necessary to come to the right knowledge of God, you have heard in the last reading how humbly all godly men are always have thought of themselves and so to think and judge of themselves are taught of god their creator by his holy word for of ourselves we be crab trees that can bring forth no apples we be of ourselves of such earth as can bring forth but weeds nettles brambles briars cockle and darnel our fruits be declared in the fifth chapter to the galatians we have neither faith charity hope patience chastity nor anything else that that good is but of God, and therefore these virtues be called there the fruits of the Holy Ghost, and not the fruits of man. Let us therefore acknowledge ourselves before God, as we be indeed miserable and wretched sinners. And let us earnestly repent and humble ourselves heartily, and cry to God for mercy. Let us all confess with mouth and heart that we be full of imperfections. Let us know our own works, of what imperfection they be. And then we shall not stand foolishly and arrogantly in our own conceits, nor challenge any part of justification by our merits or works. For truly there be imperfections in our best works. We do not love God so much as we are bound to do with all our heart, mind, and power. We do not fear God so much as we ought to do. We do not pray to God, but with great and many imperfections, we give, forgive, believe, live, and hope imperfectly. We speak, think, and do imperfectly. We fight against the devil, the world, and the flesh imperfectly. Let us therefore not be ashamed to confess plainly our state of imperfection. Yea, let us not be ashamed to confess imperfection, even in all our best works. Let none of us be ashamed to say with Holy Saint Peter, I am a sinful man. Let us say with the Holy Prophet David, we have sinned with our fathers, we have done amiss and dealt wickedly. Let us all make open confession with the prodigal son to our father and say with him, we have sinned against heaven. And before you, O Father, we are not worthy to be called your sons. Let us say with holy Baruch, O Lord our God, to us as worthily ascribed shame and confusion. And to thee righteousness. We have sinned, we have done wickedly. We have behaved ourselves ungodly in all And all your righteousness. Let us all say with the holy prophet Daniel, O oh Lord, righteousness belongs to, the, to you, unto us belongs confusion. We have sinned, we have been naughty, we have offended, we have fled from you, we have gone back from all your precepts and judgments. So we learn of all good men in holy Holy scripture, Scriptures to humble ourselves and to exalt, extol, praise, magnify, and glorify God. Thus we have heard how evil we are of ourselves, how of ourselves and by ourselves we have no goodness, help, nor salvation, but contrarywise sin, damnation, and death everlasting, which if we deeply weigh and consider, we shall the better understand the great mercy of God and how our salvation comes only by Christ. For in ourselves, as of ourselves, we find nothing." whereby we may be delivered from this miserable captivity into the which we were cast through the envy of the devil by breaking of God's commandment in our first parent, Adam. We are all become unclean, but we all are not able to cleanse ourselves, nor to make one another of us clean. We are by nature the children of God's wrath, but we are not able to make ourselves the children and inheritors of God's glory. We are sheep that run astray, but we cannot of our own power come again to the sheepfold, so great is our imperfection and weakness. In ourselves, therefore, may we not glory, which of ourselves are nothing but sinful. Neither may we rejoice in any works that we do, which all be so imperfect and impure, that they are not able to stand before the righteous judgment seat of God, As the Holy Prophet David says, enter not into judgment with your servant, O Lord, for no man that lives shall be found righteous in your sight. To God, therefore, must we flee, or else shall we never find peace, rest, and quietness of conscience in our hearts. For he is the Father of mercies and God of all consolation. He is the Lord with whom is plenteous redemption. He is the God which of his own mercy saves us and sets out His charity and exceeding love toward us. And that of His own voluntary goodness, when we were were perished, He saved us and provided an everlasting kingdom for us. And all these heavenly treasures are given us, not for our own deserts, merits, or good deeds, which of ourselves we have none, but of His mere mercy freely. And for whose sake? Truly for Jesus Christ's sake, that pure and undefiled Lamb of God, He is that dearly beloved Son, for whose sake God is fully pacified, satisfied, and set at one with man. He is the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world, of whom only it may be truly spoken, that he did all things well, and in his mouth was found no craft nor subtlety. None but he alone may say, The Prince of the world came, and in me he has nothing. And he alone may also say, Which of you shall reprove me of any fault. He is the high and everlasting priest, which has offered himself once for all upon the altar of the cross, and with that one oblation has made perfect forevermore them that are sanctified. He is the alone mediator between God and man, which paid our ransom to God with his own blood, and with that he has cleansed us from all sin. He is the physician which heals all our diseases, He is that Savior which saves His people from all their sins. To be short, He is that flowing and most plenteous fountain, of whose fullness all we have received. For in Him alone are all the treasures of the wisdom and knowledge of God hidden. And in Him, and by Him, have we from God the Father all good things, pertaining either to the body or to the soul. Oh, how much are we bound to this, our Heavenly Father, for His great mercies, which He has so plenteously declared unto us in Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior! What thanks worthy and sufficient can we give to Him? Let us all with one accord burst out with joyful voice, ever praising and magnifying this Lord of mercy, for His tender kindness showed, us, showed unto us in His dearly beloved Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Hitherto have we heard what we are of ourselves very sinful, wretched, and damnable. Again, we have heard how that of ourselves and by ourselves, we are not able to think a good thought or work a good deed so that we can find in ourselves no hope of salvation, but rather whatsoever makes unto our destruction. Again, we have heard the tender kindness and great mercy of God, the Father, toward us and how beneficial he is to us for Christ's sake without our merits or deserts even of his own mere mercy and tender goodness. Now, how these exceeding great mercies of God set abroad in Christ Jesus for us be obtained, and how we be delivered from the captivity of sin, death, and hell, it shall more at large with God's help be declared in the next sermon. In the mean season, yea, and at all times, let us learn to know ourselves, our frailty and weakness, without any craking or boasting of our own good deeds and merits, Let us also acknowledge the exceeding mercy of God toward us and confess that as of ourselves come all evil and damnation, so likewise of him comes all goodness and salvation. As God himself says by the prophet Hosea, O Israel, thy destruction comes of yourself, but in me only is your help and comfort. If we thus humbly submit ourselves in the sight of God, we may be sure that in the time of his visitation, he will lift us up into the kingdom of his dearly beloved son, Christ Jesus, our Lord, to whom with the Father and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory forever. Amen.